0: Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. For more great podcast recommendations, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: This episode of Podcast PD is brought to you by the Education Calendar. The EduCal is a crowdsourced, searchable map and calendar of education events around the world. Their goal is to share great learning experiences for all educators so we can grow together. For more information and to find out where you can learn next, visit theeducationcalendar.com. Welcome
2: to Podcast PD, the podcast. This is the podcast for K-12 educators who want anytime, anywhere, professional development. We are going to dive deep into the education topics that you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, but you'll have a lot more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindes, and me, Chris Nessie. All right, welcome to another episode of podcast PD, the podcast. I'm Chris Nessie, one of the co-hosts, and I'm joined as always by Stacey Lindes and AJ Bianco. How are you guys doing? AJ, what is new, my man?
1: Hello, Mr. Nessie, a.k.a. Christopher. Hello, Stacey. Uh, Things are good. It's been a uh, wonderful weekend. The weather is beautiful here in Jersey, and the weekend was spent doing a little PD and then a little yard work today. Stacey, what about you?
0: Uh, I also had some time uh, with some PD this weekend, and I actually spent the entire weekend with my youngest son. He attended my PD with me, and then we went grocery shopping today and um, just had some fun, but I'm doing well.
2: Well, you're not the only one who had their child in tow with them for some PD, uh, yesterday, as you know, we record this. I got to go to tomorrow's classrooms today. AJ was there as well, as well as uh, Adam. In attending, I also brought Miles with me to TCT, and he co-hosted my session on podcasting, and it was interesting, <laughs> but it was fun. It was great to have have a child there.
0: I like bringing my kids to my PD. They always want to come to, to Ed Games, and that's where I was yesterday
2: maybe we'll have to do an episode in the future of what your kid's favorite part of ed camp is.
0: I can tell you right away. (laughs) Robbie was all about prizes and food.
1: I would really love to bring my kids to at least an ed camp just to see what they would do, especially in the maker space. I think my oldest would love it. I just don't know how, how well I would uh, be able to concentrate on a full day. You did a great job yesterday. Hang with miles, but that kid was all about it, man.
2: (laughs) He had his name tag. he, and his chips and his cookies, and he sat through the ignite session.
1: I think he talks more than you do.
2: He, he can definitely get on a roll. I'm, I'm going to give him that.
1: Enjoys, he enjoys being the spotlight. I'll tell you that much.
0: Like father, like son.
2: Ooh the the apple didn't fall far from the house of EdTech. <laughs> are you guys ready to embark with me? Let's Where are we going? Drink. We are embarking on a mini series here on Podcast PD. So. As you see in your podcatcher, this episode is called Five Things We Got Out of PD This Year. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to have an episode called Five Things We Want from PD Next Year. And to close out the school year, we're going to be doing an episode, Five Things You Can Do for Summer PD. And for you who's listening, we are hard at work planning these upcoming episodes. But today we have this episode where we're going to be talking about what we got out of PD basically over the last year since, what, what do we say, guys, July 1st of 2016? I think that's a yes. good time to focus.
0: That's that's what I put on my calendar or on my uh, PD hours every year. Starts July 1, and it ends with uh, June 30th.
2: Yeah, so we're going to follow the, the fiscal calendar, and we're going to kind of recap and share some of the big ideas that we all got out of PD this year, and we've got five things to share. And then we're going to talk about what we've been learning, and then we're going to say goodbye and- Hey, well, then we'll see you in a couple of weeks. So you, ready, you guys ready to jump in? Absolutely. All right. So the first thing on our list, and AJ is going to head this up, is Coffee EDU and what that has done for AJ's professional development. And and Stacy and I are going to be able to chime in a little bit too. So AJ, why don't, you, why don't you kick it off?
1: So for me this year, a big part of my professional development, probably more professional than personal. I can't say there wasn't personal connections, but... Coffee EDU has been something I've attended every month for the entire year. As I probably mentioned before, I'm a co host with uh, Adam Schoenbart and Chrissy Romano. And every time the Coffee EDU comes up, we have made some amazing connections with people that we have known. And I think one of the best things for me is I've been meeting people who actually work in the sister districts from my school in the Northern Valley. It's nice to meet them face to face and not on Twitter when we have our Twitter chats. And it kind of allows us the time to talk about what's going on in their schools. And so for me, Coffee to You has just been a go-to PD for me. And I know I'm excited to hang out at Coffee to You with both of you in, uh, in in June. I know, Chris, you came to a Coffee to You that we hosted up in Bergen County. We appreciate you being there for that.
2: That was a lot of fun. It was it was a long drive that resulted in me enjoying a Nutella crepe, so I, I can't complain. <laughs>
1: So now I know we're not supposed to talk about food. That's one of the rules. But the crepes at the place that we go to every month are to die for.
0: Wait, that's a rule? You can't talk about food?
1: Yeah, it's one of the rules. It's not about it's not about the food. It's about the coffee and conversation. Of course you can talk about the food. I mean, it is one of the it is one of the ideas that you're not supposed to go out of your way and be like, "Oh, this food is outstanding." The conversation is supposed to be a genuine conversation, you know, usually based on education, but I yeah. think we get we get personal. That's it's what easy. I'm saying. The food baby, you've never come.
0: No, actually, I have not attended your Bergen County um, coffee EDU. However, I have attended a few this year. I was actually thinking about it. Um, Kathy Kersey, she hosted one down in Washington Township um, in South Jersey. And I attended that. I think she actually had two. I was able to attend one um, at a Starbucks, which is, I always like Starbucks. That's good for me. Um, It wasn't too far. And um, she brought a lot of people from her district that, we're just new to that whole scene. So that was really cool. Um, just, you know, giving up a Saturday, no, a Sunday and, um, connecting that way. And then, um, I actually attended one that Kathy Chow Isaacs and Steve Isaacs hosted at their house. And that was after, I think they did a coffee EDU camp out. Um, but I attended the next morning. I was not sleeping out. I also attended one, connected to Educon in philly so while i won't travel to north jersey i will apparently go into different states and yeah, other you parts I was jersey.
1: Say as, as you said that i was like, <laughs> but that's okay i get it
0: i will make i promise you if you do them over the summer i will attend
1: well lucky is for it you. a summer thing no we're gonna take off this summer because oh,
0: yes i'm off the hook
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're off chrissy's gonna be hosting one down by uh lbi where her summer house is but uh I don't know if I'll be attending that one. So if you go to that one, maybe I guess that can count.
0: I'll go to that one.
1: There you go. But no, for, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Coffee to has just been tremendous. Uh, I've I've been able to just meet new people and learn some new things. Uh, one of the big things I take away from Coffee to You, one of the connections I made there, uh, one of the teachers in the area, he's actually shown me how to code through scratch because I'd never done it before. And he had showed me that I can kind of create my own Storyline for a social studies class through Scratch, which I never thought about using that for my classroom, but it's going to really work out very nicely next year. So I can't wait to tell that story.
0: Do you know much about the history of, of Coffee EDU if someone wants to start their own Coffee EDU or try to find one in their own state or area?
1: Uh, I think there really isn't much structure behind it. I think one of the best things is that we work with Remind. So Remind sponsors our Coffee EDU, which gives us a limit of allowing people to come in and have a cup of coffee on Remind. So it saves a couple of bucks. Uh the one thing that you just have to make sure you do is you're supposed to have a sign. So you have to have a sign that says this is coffee edu and the coffee edu uh website, which I believe is coffeeedu.org. Well we'll put in the show notes if I'm wrong. We'll have it in there for you. But you need a picture with the sign. You need to have a sign-in sheet, and you just need to go and have an open mind to connect with people. Um there really are no other rules besides that but uh you know any questions i I mean feel free to reach out to me but alice keeler is the one who really uh started this and it took off in a great way and i I absolutely love all coffee to use and i can't wait to experience the one that i'm not hosting and see what that's all about yeah that'll be fun
2: yeah we'll be together in east brunswick new jersey on june 4th so if you're listening to this before june 4th come on out to east brunswick new jersey and we will be having some Coffee EDU. AJ, real quick, you want to give a plug to the place that you do the Coffee EDU at? Sure.
1: Uh, the place that we do our Coffee EDU up in Bergen County is Sonio Coffee. Um, They're on Twitter, at Sonio Coffee. And they have been tremendous in helping us make this possible. And they have the great crepes. They have the great coffee. And if you're in the area of Bergen County and you want to try it out, check it out. Sonia Coffee, Westwood, New Jersey. Nice. And when
0: is your last coffee ED for this
1: year? Our last one is June eleventh, and hopefully we get the biggest crowd yet. And then we'll kick it up again in September. I will try to be
0: there.
2: And while you were talking, I looked up where in East Brunswick we're going to this uh, June fourth one is going to be, and it's going to be at the Colonial Diner on Route eighteen northbound side. So the Colonial Diner, June fourth, ten a.m. Come on out, drink a cup of coffee, get a pork roll, egg and cheese. Disco fries.
0: You are not allowed to order a Taylor ham. They will blast you out of the if state. I'm
1: coming if I'm getting a Taylor ham, a Taylor <laughs> egg and cheese. It's happening. I'm going to say it just like that, too. You no, know, I hope this place is ready for us. I don't think they realize what they're going to get into. We got some people coming. Yeah. Hopefully, the coffee is good. <laughs> Can't talk about the food. Coffee, you can,
0: though. Oh, you can talk about the coffee? Yeah. Well, that makes no sense.
1: It's coffee and conversation. Food's behind.
2: Coffee's in the title. It's not crepey to you. On,
1: Stacey.
0: <laughs> but I didn't think you were allowed to talk about any food or beverages. I'm sorry. Stacey when, get hot when hot
2: we cold? get there, we can talk about the food. Okay. It's just don't tell anybody. <laughs>
1: All
2: right. Okay, awkward transition. Let's move on to our next topic, which again we're talking about five things we got out of PD this year. And AJ just shared a whole bunch of information and positive remarks about the idea of coffee EDU. And the next biggest thing that we've all participated in in some form and in multiple places is EdCamp. EdCamp, I think, is the foundation of a lot of our professional development. I won't speak too much for the both of you, but I mean, for me, it's where it's like my bread and butter. It's where I want to go to learn. I don't like sit and get PD. I hate it when my district tells me I have to sit somewhere for three and a half hours or any length of time for a topic. I don't get to choose. I think the profession is too valuable to not give people that choice. And that's what EdCamp is all about. Giving teachers the choice in their PD and empowering teachers to share what they know and what maybe they're passionate about in education or questions they have. The, the PD offered at an EdCamp can go in any direction. Some of the EdCamps that between the three of us we've attended this year are EdCamp Leader Ed Camp New Jersey, Ed Camp Jersey Shore, Ed Camp New York City, the Ed Camp Leadership Summit, Ed Camp New Jersey Encore, Nerd Camp, and Ed Camp Garden State. Did I miss any?
0: That's a lot of Ed Camps. I know there are Ed Camps I wanted to go to that I couldn't.
1: Agree. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Ed Camp Brooklyn was on my list this year, but I couldn't I couldn't get out there for that one. I had daddy daycare that day.
0: Yeah, I missed Ed Camp Penn and Ed Camp Happy Camper.
1: Oh, and I heard ed that camp. they were I heard they heard I heard they were both great. Ed camp Penn as another one. yep, that was another one that I was excited about. I couldn't make it.
2: and then there was uh, Ed camp special ed
0: yes, bed camp
2: there there's just so many. I mean, we're fortunate enough to live in an area you know in New Jersey where I mean we joke, but it's kind of like half serious where you can almost find an ed camp every weekend somewhere if at least it feels that way
0: I mean and then well, AJ didn't you go to um, Ed camp? Connecticut, or I know that's not the I'm not calling it
1: the right thing uh last year I actually um it was ed camp Southwest Connecticut Southwest. Okay. yeah I would have gone this year as well, but that was the same day as ed camp uh leadership summit uh
0: that's right, that's right
1: but i I think the idea of the ed camp like Chris, like you said, you know it feels like there is one every weekend, and for a while, you know we had kind of discussed the fact that ed camps are watered down, but I think that since we have so many on the weekends. And we have been able to kind of all work together to to uh, create an ed camp that has the same vision. So I think that's been really helpful. It's just not just here is an ed camp. Then the ed camps that have been popping up actually have a lot of fantastic meaning behind it.
2: I have found that a lot of the ed camps and they do pop up. I mean, we don't have to to sugarcoat that, but they all they 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 will have a theme. They all try to serve a a certain audience, maybe it's an ed camp we hear about but it's geared more towards the people closer to that area i mean sure new jersey is a smaller state but you know what so like we don't go to coffee edu because it's like an hour and a half away or 2 hours if you hit traffic you know from the actual central jersey right stacy <laughs> uh, but you know it's okay i mean we have ed camp leader north jersey we have ed camp leader south jersey if there was a central jersey there would be people who wouldn't be able to drive or wouldn't want to put in that hour and a half or two hours to come to one location. So right, Stacey. <laughs>
0: ed Camps Central Jersey would be amazing. I love Central Jersey. It exists.
2: I do too. I live in it. So, no, I live at the shore now. Darn it. Anyway.
0: Yeah, that's but, its own area.
2: The the point I want to make is that actually for, forget the point. I don't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> let's let's use the the hashtagable question that you'll see at most ed camps. Why I ed camp. So, what have we found valuable about this model and anything specific from these ed camps that we've gotten?
0: Um, I just love the variety. You know, when we were talking about this episode, one of the things I mentioned is, you know, I've gone to two completely different and new to me ed camps. One being this weekend, I was able to attend Nerd Camp. Um, you know, I have everyone knows me as like being the tech person in my district, but I have all of these like weird little hidden passions that I don't necessarily talk about all the time. And books are one of them. And I totally geeked out just attending Ed camp or nerd camp, you know, which is, was literacy based. So the entire theme for this ed camp was authors and authors coming in, authors talking about their craft librarians coming in and talking about library media specialists and their role with books, teachers, and students. Um, it started with a keynote. I've never attended an ed camp with a keynote, but it fit and it was perfect for this particular ed camp. Um, the agenda was preset again, a total, a total um, 180 for how most ed camps I've ever attended have gone. But it worked, it felt fluid, and it was necessary because a lot of the authors who were in attendance offered panel discussions. And so it's really hard to coordinate all of that in your traditional, like, come in early, put your session up on the board. That's just not a a feasible thing. Um, the, The swag and the prizes were off the hook and totally related to the day. So lots of books, lots of book sets. So it wasn't just you get a book, you get a book, you get a book. It was like, here, take this entire stack of books. They're all exactly the same. But Now you can have a book discussion about them as you share them with your colleagues, right? Or, you know, I joke that Robbie loves prizes, but like one of the prizes he wanted was a classroom library of fourth grade reading materials. And I said, no, I think that's not the right thing. And then someone opened the box and started taking books out. He goes, mom, I want that box. And I thought she was taking it out to see what was in it. She was taking it out like to separate the contents of it. And um, someone said, you know, oh, no, no, that's supposed to all be together. And he walked away with like 20 plus books that are all high quality. He was looking through them today and he was like, they're all award winners, mom. They're all like Newberries and Caldecott. So he's super excited about that. It was really nice. And then another one that I attended was New York City, which I'd never been to. And had like that really nice grassroots feel, even though it was like three or four, maybe Five years into that iteration, whereas EdCamp or NerdCamp—I keep saying EdCamp, but NerdCamp—had it was its first time being in New Jersey, so NerdCamp New Jersey first year, it totally felt like it was a well-oiled machine that'd been around for five or six years, and I all of that credit goes to Una Abrams of Chatham, New Jersey, and the Chatham, New Jersey school district where they they held the event. Great
1: job! So when we think about the why EdCamp, says you had some great points there. I I just kind of like to take it all in. I feel that I enjoy learning new things and I enjoy sitting with the people that I've connected with on Twitter for so long. And being at an ed camp for me just allows me to uh, learn a couple of new things, ask the questions that I don't ask people in my district or in the districts around me. And when I'm at an ed camp, I feel like I'm able to just absorb anything that's there and learn things from a lot of experts of many different uh, different different parts of education. I love that we have technology people, we have people who, you know, think about mindfulness, people who focus on, you know, leadership. And I just love that we bring everything together in one ed camp. And for me, sitting around and learning those different ideas really makes it worthwhile.
2: For me, it's it's always been about the opportunity to see people that, you know, I I don't get to see and have those face-to-face connections. And we've talked about that you know, over the the first, you know, seven episodes of this podcast. But that's really important to me because for the longest time, my PLN and being connected on Twitter didn't overlap into where I was working. And now this year, that's really starting to happen. You know, like Joe Juba, Jamie Joshua, those are guys who came to TCT yesterday on my recommendation. And, you know, I sat down with Joe to decide, you know, what would you want to attend and what would I recommend based on the fact that I know a lot of the presenters. But that's been a nice shift. I guess it goes back to that whole idea that I push. But I EdCamp because I want to have the conversations. What I need to be committed to this year is while being, like we all help organize EdCamp New Jersey, you know, I don't want to get stuck sitting at a table with my organizer hat on I want to still be able to get out and attend or, you know, facilitate a session and get value other than the fact that people enjoyed themselves. And that that's something where I fell short this year. And AJ, we had spoken about that. I want to make sure that I continue to connect and put myself out there.
1: It's one of our it's part of what we're going to talk about next. If you uh, think about that one.
2: Okay, let, let, let's do it.
1: So the next part we're going to talk about is that that FOMO, that fear of missing out and. For me, that's a big part of why I like to stay connected, why I continue to do all these these ed camps and and different PD developments. I have all this passion for education. As we were talking earlier today and trying to figure out what else have you done for yourself? Now, Chris, I know you do a lot of different things around your house. You are watching a lot of YouTube videos and trying to figure out ways that you can be more hands-on around your house. For me, when you asked me that question earlier, I said to myself, Besides spending time with my family, what have I really got out of, got out of myself? Yeah, I, I take care of myself in, in other ways, such as working out or playing softball, or I'd love to play more golf, but what else have I really done besides this professional development? I feel like we're so- Well, see, hold
2: in- on. I'm going to cut you off there. Now that you say that, you haven't neglected yourself because you know time spent with family is valuable. I'm not going to get sappy, but it is valuable. It's time where we're not worried about lesson plans. It's time where, you know, we can enjoy, we, we, you and I both have young kids. Stacy's kids are not exactly old and out of the house. You know, they're still, they're still kids and and softball and you have other interests. So I don't think now that you've said that out loud, I don't think you should beat yourself up. And I think you might've been.
1: No, but I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I do have that, that time. I love my family time, but as soon as that family time is, and I take my dad hat off, like right now you know boys are in bed and what are we doing talking education and it's something that's been on my mind all day you know what are we gonna talk about how are we gonna make make this a better podcast for our listeners how are we gonna help people learn and grow and all the things that we say but I think when I shut down for the time that I'm with my family immediately I'm right back to where I was you know my wife and I don't really go to the movies much not because of of teaching but because of our schedule and it's because that of that on a Friday night, instead of being at a movie. If there's downtime, I'm going to be on my computer trying to plan out lessons or grade things or see what's going on on Twitter. So for me, I I feel like, although I have those extra outlets, I don't spend enough time with those, those personal, that personal growth, the extracurriculars, the extracurriculars. There you go. That's, that's the word.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I try to, you know, so this brings me back to my one word for the year, which was balance. And I'm really working on that, you know, Um, but it's, it is easy to get caught up in too much PD. I don't have a lot of fear of missing out. I kind of figure if I'm not there, I'm not there. And you know what? Five years ago, I wasn't there at all. So I didn't attend any of these conferences. I didn't attend ed camps and, You know, if I went to conferences, they were really limited and very, um, very myopic in topic. This whole world is new to me. And I consider myself to have been a great teacher before I was connected. I'm an even better teacher now that I'm connected. And now that I, you know, attend all of this PD on my own time, but I really do try to find balance. Um, You know, I, like Chris said, I'm very fortunate to have older kids who, you know, for the time being, still want to hang out with me on the weekends and go to an ed camp. And, and, you know, they're behaved well enough for me to be able to do that. You know, Robbie hung out with me for all three sessions. I wasn't necessarily expecting that yesterday. Um, In in a more traditional ed camp, they will hang out at the makerspace. And I know I can trust them to do that. And that's why, you know, the parenting doesn't always fall on my husband to do on the weekends when I'm not there. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find balance and do other things outside of being nerdy about, about education. It's not always easy, but I'm working on it.
2: Stacy, something you just said made me think of a really interesting question. And I'm, I'm going to ask it, but not to get us too far off task, just to maybe see what happens. So here's my question. Have either of you ever, in your own thoughts, thought, I just want to shut this all down? Just totally disconnect, just do my job, not attend conferences, just forget the connected educator thing. And just, because, like, Stacy, like you, and what prompted me, Stacy, was when you said, you know, five years ago, you weren't in this world. I don't know if this world really existed five years ago, but I I, I don't know. Do you ever, have you ever thought, you know what, forget this? I'm just going to focus on my job, focus on my family, shut it down.
1: There have been more times than once. And I've thought that,
0: yeah, know. my God,
1: no, no, God, ahead. Good.
0: My honest answer is yes. And you know, I, I just noticed I have one of the questions for, I think it was BFC this week is, you know, what Twitter chats do you take part in? And my response was like this year I've made intentional and unintentional efforts to pull back on my Twitter chats. I just, you know, I Twitter for me, doesn't necessarily have the same um, draw that it had when I first got on. And I think part of it is because I've developed my PLN to be more personal and professional at the same time. So the people that I'm connecting with, I'm connecting with on a deeper level than I did in the beginning where I was trying to connect with people and find my PLN. Now that I have my PLN, I know where to look and who to go to when I have questions. So I don't necessarily need to be out there all the time, making new connections. Um, I can be a little bit more diligent and deepening the ones that I have. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. AJ, you were, you you had a thought. Yeah,
1: no, I was just, I was going to say, I, there are times where I'm just like, what's the point of all this? You know, I, I, I do enjoy the chats that I, that I take part in. I've kind of limited that down. I used to, I used to, you know, before kids have my computer turned on and I would have the chat running in the background and just see what was happening. Um, and I would go and kind of check and back away and go and come back. Um, but now I kind of limit it to, I think I may take part in three chats a week and, and I enjoy those chats simply because of the topics that are there. I do the SST lab chat. I do a ditch book chat. Um, the chat that we have for our Northern Valley, or where the the whole district that we work in, and I really don't go beyond that. I kind of read through my tweet deck a lot and see what's going on and some of the other things I follow. But you know, I sit back and I say to myself, "Why am I doing all this? These are things that I already know. These people I already connected with. What really is the point of of going on further than that?" You know, then we we sit around at a conference like yesterday, and I have the opportunity to present, and it feels good to present. And I like it. And I walk away and say, well, did that really help anybody? So the thing I keep focusing on is, are my tweets going out there to people who, you know, it's going to make a difference in their life? You know, is a blog post that I compose about coffee to you going to really make a difference in people's life? And that's where I'm focused now. And when I bring it to my classroom, are the things I'm learning on Twitter really help me in my classroom? The answer is usually yes.
2: I would say I've had thoughts that, that, that both of you have shared. And then AJ, to your last point, I just feel like that everything I've learned about technology and being connected, that's what I try and pass on to the students. You know, that digital footprint, the fact that, and, and, and this really has shined through this year with what I've done at Rutgers in terms of showing these older students the power of being connected and utilizing social media. And I, I think that's the biggest tool that I've got at my disposal, uh, second to the microphone.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look at myself 12 years ago when I first started teaching and I would, I would punch myself in the face. You know, the things I was doing, there were not innovative. They were not fun. They were not engaging. It was guided reading sheets. You know? And in 2009, I, I get on Twitter and I'm learning, meeting people, learning new things. It brought my interest in technology. I never thought I would be using in the classroom. So I look at the social media and I, and I kind of say thank you for it. So it makes it even harder to turn away from it because it really has changed the way I teach and has changed the focus of education and changed the focus of my career and where I'm, where I'm going and what I want to do and who I'm doing it for.
2: Okay. So I distracted us with the question.
0: <laughs> no, but I think that it, it connects, right? Like, so I think Maybe two years ago, I would have had a fear of missing out of all of the Twitter chats that I was participating in, right? So it goes back to like, like as we grow and experience different things with different people, our interests and where, where we connect is that's going to shift. And I think that that totally goes back to the fear of missing out and getting lost in PD, like Twitter hole could be a black hole of, or like a deep like a rabbit hole. Where anybody could get lost, especially if they're new and, you know, they take the deep dive.
2: That's why you got to be careful in the deep end. I mean, there's there's chats every day of the week. There's chats 24 hours a day. There are multiple chats in the same hour of the day. And it can be a very daunting place. And this is just with Twitter. But I also think that that goes back to one of the last points for this one with the fear of missing out and being selective of your professional development is – And to go back to what AJ started with, you know, not to get lost and to remember, and we've talked about this already, the P is not just professional development. The P can be and should be also personal. And how do you just become a better person, a more well-rounded individual, either for your family or for your friends, you know, for yourself, you know, what do you get out of life? The be all and the end all can't and shouldn't be education that that shouldn't be the only thing any of you identify with.
1: Yeah. It's hard though. It's hard though because that's my identity. When somebody says, "What are you?" I'm an educator.
2: Awkward transition. Let's move on to the fourth of five things we got out of PD this year and Stacy titled this section books, podcasts, not podcasts, and other. <laughs>
0: I hate you. Yes, books, podcasts, and other. And the other can be anything, but you know. So I added books into this section because last year my team and I started this whole thing where we are growing professionally using professional educational books. And this year we spent some time with Elena Aguilar's book, The Art of Coaching. We spent a little bit too much time. We ended up jigsawing out the last sect of uh, the last half of the book, I think. Um, and we moved on to another book where we're also not doing a very good job. I think we need to be better off next year, starting with smaller, more digestible books like the hack series or, um, maybe or just, some of maybe or just, just start
2: out by jigsawing it
0: or we could start out by jigsawing it. Right. But I, I'm one of those people I'm a little bit, you know, how I am, I'm such a purist. I really am. I You're like, going to read, read the whole book. I'm going to read the whole book. And you can jigsaw it to me and I might think that you're not a good jigsaw. -er, So I would want to read the whole thing. You know, I'll save this for next episode, but I'll tease it here. Like we, From that, we have some good things happening next year um, with our own PD and district. So I'm super excited for the start of next September. How about you guys? What books or podcasts or other things have you gotten into? And I've gotten into a lot of podcasts, but it's your turn to talk.
1: For for me, I think podcasts have definitely been uh the biggest push i've been kind of going in and out between different podcasts and seeing what i like and who's got great topics and you know there are the the mainstays that we listen to angela watson and and uh jennifer gonzalez are ones i kind of always go back and forth with but then i kind of just just dabble and see who's who's throwing out some good vibes
2: isn't isn't there a third one that you
1: um,
0: oh, Google Teacher Tribe. How'd you forget that, that, AJ? That was
1: a good one. Kelly Croy, that's the guy you're talking about, right? You oh, sons of- wait. A- wait,
0: let me look. Oh, Teachonomy Talks?
1: There's that a house. Something about a house. There's a podcast about a house. Oh, the house, house in the middle Bavilla. of the street? Bavila. Bavila.
0: No, the house in the middle of the street. Our house
1: <laughs> in the oh. of
0: the street.
1: Chris, I don't have to say that you're amazing. I do listen to the House of EdTech whenever it comes out. But the House of EdTech is a go-to.
0: And that I'm, was
1: I'm probably, my first edu podcast Yay. it was mine too and i and I'm kind of i don't, i'm not I'm not saying I don't listen to yours every time i do you know I do uh but there are, there are some other podcasts that i I kind of listen to just to get away from the technology and have a different kind of conversation with other people so I'm moving towards podcasts that are more thought related does that make sense thought related? Yes. Kind of kind of more, I guess, theory-based?
0: Are you talking education theory or more?
1: Um, well, it's, again, here we go. It's back to education. So that's yes, more <laughs> education theory.
0: Now, that's interesting because I have found that I've moved away from, again, a lot of educational podcasts. I am like an NPR junkie.
2: Is, I'm going to jump one in. One Me second. too. I create an education podcast. I do not listen to a lot of education podcasts. They're, they're, I have a few that I subscribe to, but there, I mean, people recommend them to me all the time. There are some that you guys have recommended to me, and i be honest, I have not listened to them <laughs> because one, because I create one, I'm a, I'm afraid if I hear something, then I haven't come up with an idea on my own for a potential episode. So th- there is that fear. So I, I definitely don't listen to a lot of other ed tech related podcasts. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh that I think makes sense. I think the only one I listen to for real is uh Brent Warners, you know the edtech.tv podcast. I enjoy his mm-hmm. um and I would say the other one that's tech related would be the one I produce, which is, you know, Google Teacher Tribe.
0: No, and I, I think that's smart and, you know, I've definitely pulled away, away from a lot of the educational podcasts and a lot of that was was when I switched from from the I the podcast catcher that came with my phone. To overcast I didn't transfer all of them over you know if I wasn't caught up I didn't bother transferring it I'll catch up maybe eventually maybe I'm not sure
2: so and obviously I have to chime in and say you know podcasts are wonderful obviously I create the house of ed tech I've helped get this one together and have watered it and you guys have been fantastic to work with so I'm proud of (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of the work we do here this is actually our last point is, you know, this podcast in and of itself is something that we've started here in this last calendar year. You know, we told the story that it started as a chat. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, we did some stuff live on some other platforms, and this was the next evolution. And the feedback that many of you have sent us so far has been really encouraging. For me, what I get out of doing this show Is one, it's an opportunity first and foremost to talk with you two, which I don't get to do all the time. I know we hear each other's voices almost every day, but to know that every week or every couple of weeks, we're going to get together on a Sunday night and just talk and we'll shoot the breeze a little bit and catch up. And, you know, I think we're friends first and educators second when we get together. If you want to dispute that, go ahead, make me cry. Um,
0: I disagree. I'm kidding. (laughs) Totally kidding.
2: But it's an opportunity to just have genuine conversation with people who, you know, you're not full of yourselves. You're honest. You're not misrepresenting yourself in any way. And I I appreciate that. And I just love the conversations we have that help me both personally and professionally.
1: You got tears coming down my face right right now. I have to, I have to dab them away. I'm sorry. No, this this podcast has has really uh, been great. It's it's the outlet that we need to have the conversations that we want to have. But it also, it is fantastic talking to the two of you and even just putting ideas together. Whether it's you know things around the house that I have asked you, Chris, or you know, Stacey, we talk about different books and different podcasts and whatever the things that we talk about that interest us. It is great to to hear you guys and and uh, connect with you guys on many different levels than just education.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. And Chris, that was a really great analogy when you said that, you know, you water the seed and I, and I think that like, like if you're going to use that like blossoming type thing, like I provided the seed, maybe you water it and AJ brings the sunshine and together it's like the perfect way to grow professionally and personally. And, um, I couldn't imagine doing this with other people. Um, I've really learned a lot, um, just about different things because that's the purpose of this, but even on a deeper level, you know, just, you know, you being the pusher, Chris to, you know, we have to blog about, you know, our show notes include being part of a blog. Um, eventually I know AJ and I have a desire to learn more of the editing and audio piece that we don't necessarily take part in. That's where you water everything. Hopefully not with a real watering can because that would ruin your equipment. (laughs) Um, But I, 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 you know, there's been a lot of growth, mostly for me personally. Um, You know, I know we talked about this in previous episodes, you know, just feeling like a fraud. Um, You know, we do get a lot of really nice feedback And it's just kind of nice to have this outlet. And, you know, I know I talked about making myself vulnerable and how uncomfortable that is. This is like, I feel a lot better about it. Um, A lot, uh, yeah, a lot better about it, especially compared to when I was on my first episode of the House of Ed Tech.
2: And and I got to say, Stacey, don't feel bad. I think it's okay to feel like a fraud. You don't actually want to become one.
0: Yeah. No frauds allowed.
2: So I think that wraps up pretty much, unless AJ, you have anything else about the five I, points.
1: <laughs> I think everything we've talked about, I feel we have been completely transparent about. It. And I think there are things that there are, that we have gotten out of it that's even, well, no, I think it's perfect. I think everything that we've talked about is, is spot on and looking forward to next installment and what PD brings for us next year.
2: I don't This It good. Nice, so, so everything we, we talked about in, in the main area of this episode, uh, you can find links to the books that we talked about and some of the events and all the different ed camps over at podcastpd.com slash eight, and that is the number eight, and now we're going to talk about what we are learning. I will kick it off because I did not kick off the first topic, so what have I been learning lately? I want to share a podcast, so I'm going to go back to the roots. And have a great podcast recommendation that fits not anybody's professional learning, but will be great for personal development, and it involves your kids. So I want to recommend the Stories podcast, which can be found at storiespodcast.com, and their description is, and I just found this recently, the Stories podcast was created to provide family-friendly content to families on the go, always free. The podcast is a great way to entertain kids on the go and limit screen time while encouraging imaginations. So the reason I recommend this is because just this week, uh, Caitlin and I decided to restrict the screen time of our five-year-old and almost two-year-old as we record this. And But Miles, being five, does like the technology. We watch some YouTube videos and there's some people we subscribe to, but I wanted him to I I know he's got an active imagination, and I think AJ experienced a little bit of that (laughs) yesterday. Um, We found this podcast that we now listen to an episode together at bedtime. So we'll either read an actual book, which is great, and he's learning to read, so that's also valuable. But to encourage his imagination, we're listening to this podcast, and they're all children's stories. Some you may have heard of, or they're adaptations, or a little twist on it um but i didn't subscribe to it i added it to overcast and i just went all the way back to the beginning and they started gosh i want to say sometime the beginning of 2015 and we just started the very first episode downloaded it and we're just going to go one episode at a time whenever we listen to one and it's a it's just children's stories and, and i think it's fantastic
0: Chris, that is awesome. I love that you're doing that, um, that you're taking a break from from screens. I need to do a little bit more of that with my kids. I have um, a question sure. and then a follow-up for you. Um, so stories, who is the host? Because I'm in Overcast right now looking for that. I don't know if you guys are like me, Chris. Said I have a podcast recommendation. The first thing I did was pick up my phone and open the Overcast app.
2: Yeah, I'm doing the same thing, so I'm glad you're asking. But I question.
0: can't find it. So, like, there are a hundred different. Um, okay, results here's my, here's
2: the description. Obviously, if you're on your mobile device and you go to storiespodcast.com you're going to have subscribe information there. But if you do go through, say something like Overcast, and you search for Stories Podcast with a space, you do need to scroll the cover art looks like a letter S that is a dragon and it says stories and it's green on a white background. Oh, there it is. Yeah.
0: Oh, so stories podcast by wondering a children's podcast, right? A children's podcast for bedtime car rides. I've heard of this before. Did you recommend this a while ago?
2: As far as I know, I found it this week when I decided to try to find a podcast that had children's stories.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So, I'm going to give you another recommendation for you and miles. Okay. And, and actually AJ, you and the boys as well. Um, we just started listening to wow in the world.
1: You took, I have it. I was, oh. then I,
0: I will let you do that. So then I'm going to stop right there.
1: No, Chris. no, no. Yeah. Roll with it. You've been listening no, no, to it. Listen, I've my, just... other,
0: my other recommendation is, um, last week we talked about our last, last episode. We talked about, um, mindfulness and, and all of that. And the Calm app actually has some really nice bedtime stories that Richie or that Robbie and I fall asleep to all the time because Robbie likes to snuggle and cuddle. And I, I keep telling him that now that he's almost 10, that, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to snuggle and cuddle every night. So he has taken to um, to tricking me by saying, I'd like to meditate tonight. And uh-huh. I, can't. I know <laughs> you say no, that's awful. So we'll listen to like what's called like they have bedtime stories um, and they're really good. Like one of them was the Velveteen Rabbit. So like you're saying, like a lot of like known stories and then some that they create just for the app. Calm. Yeah. com.
2: Very cool. I will check those out. Now, Stacey, have you listened
1: to Wow in the World? I have. What'd you think of it?
0: So we listened to it yesterday on the way to nerd camp. It comes out on Mondays, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Guy Raz. He does How I Built This. And I think that that is a brilliant podcast. Robbie found the content really interesting.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's the one thing about Wow in the World is a new podcast. Again, here we go, NPR. Uh, they're creating this podcast to encourage kids to drop to screen time. And to uh, to use your imagination on different science topics and different research that goes on and to help us understand different things around us. And I've listened to the intro, which I thought was very cool. It was a brief, I think maybe eight minute intro to what the show was, probably even less than that. And then the first episode uh, is about 24 minutes. It's called The Search for Planet Nine and Our Sushi Powered Brains. And I haven't gotten into that one just yet, but I heard the intro. And listening to it, you really can close your eyes and follow along with them and kind of picture where you're going.
0: It was a great episode. Planet Nine was really interesting. The sushi was really interesting. Yeah, I remember when we heard the when, I, when we heard the like that this was happening, I, I downloaded the intro right away because Robbie's like, "Oh, can we listen to that together?" No, the content was really good. And Guy Raz, like I said, it was just amazing.
1: And for me, what I'm doing uh, right now to help myself for my summer goals is uh, I am preparing uh, my 10 books and 10 weeks challenge. Uh, I'm challenging myself. There's really no challenge to it. Uh, there's just been so many great books that I've seen throughout Twitter and and just kind of researching the things that I want to do in my classroom for next year. I want to create more of a flip classroom and I want to start creating more videos and I want to bring a better version of blended learning into my classroom and you know, I just have a lot of different things I want to learn, project-based learning, gamified learning. Uh, all those things are, are really interesting to me. So this summer, I'm making my list, I'm checking it twice, and I'm going to make sure that I read 10 books in 10 weeks. And maybe I will create a hashtag. So if anybody want, wants to get down with the 10 books in 10 weeks challenge, uh, we can we can come up with a pretty cool hashtag for that. Um, I would be willing to share everything I read and every book that I choose as we get closer to it. Right now, I have four definites that I'm going to read. And Thanks to Stacy, the first one is Learn Like a Pirate and very cool. Paul, Paul Solars actually uh, got into a little conversation with me on, on Twitter, which I thought was very nice and that's one of the books. Gamify Your Classroom is another of the books. So, those are my top two right now. And Hacking PBL is another one. So, the list will go on and on as uh, I find my 10 books for my 10 week challenge. So, AJ, yeah, go ahead, can, can
0: I add to yours too? So, 10. I'm going to join you on your journey. I think Ooh. that will be fun.
2: Word up. Let's go.
0: Um, as you were saying, I am thinking of doing a hashtag. I was like, you need to do a hashtag. Did you guys not see
2: the notes I put up?
0: I see. No, I'm All looking right. at the camera.
1: All right, folks listeners <laughs> podcast world chris's hashtag is 10b10w 10b10w what does that mean no That'd be at stupid. least like 10 books 10 weeks or something like that yeah 10b10w sounds like an oil you use to at least your door a <laughs>
0: <cringe>. <laughs> anyway i like that you came up with that idea um and then i'm gonna push you so i'm gonna steal chris's one word and i'm going to encourage you to vlog about it vlog v the video blog
2: video blog
0: and then you can include that on your blog but then this way the writing piece isn't necessarily there and it will be a chance for people to listen to you talk about your books that's my thought
2: i'll help you produce it
0: (laughs) no he doesn't need to have awesome production value it's just about getting it out there
1: you know what? It also, that actually is a good idea, Stacey, Because it actually kind of gives me the confidence to do like a screencastify that I can actually use in my my classroom that comes to next year. Because while I do flip my classroom and I do a couple of videos, a lot of the things I, I use are articles and other people's videos, and I use my I go over my slides a lot. But this will help me bring a little confidence to creating videos for my students.
2: All right, Stacy, what are you learning?
0: Um, so I have three things. Is that okay?
2: We have all the time in the world.
0: Fantastic. So Wednesday, Thursday, what day? Right. So one of these days this week, I completed level two Google educator training and oh, I, I took my test.
2: I thought based on your notes, you were, uh, uh, Never mind, I won't spoil it, but go ahead.
0: What?
2: I read what you I wrote, typed in. our two. Right. But it starts with another word and I thought you were a level. Oh yeah. Two.
0: no, I'm going to talk about that fast. <laughs> all right. So let's start over. So I'm going to talk about three things. Um, The first one is level two educator. I took that test this week and I passed, even though I was sharing yesterday. Yay! I shared at NerdCamp yesterday that I have yet to actually finish one of those levels. That scared me a little bit. I have yet to finish one of those actual tests. I keep running out of time. I have connection issues every single time I take a Google test. Not good. So this time the internet didn't go down completely. I was just having major computer issues, um, but I finished it and I'm, you know, that was another one of my fears that I had to get over. So I'm proud of myself. And then, um, right now I'm listening to, um, Stephen King's book, his memoir on writing, which I'm finding really fascinating. And I think I'm going to actually have to get the hard copy for, um, because it has a lot of practical advice on, you know, being a writer. And not that that's my aspiration, but I think it would help with my blog and stuff like that. Um, And then finally, today I attended my first yoga class because Annie, our second guest on um, Podcast PD, reached out to me via Boxer and said, hey, I'm taking a yoga class um, in the town next to you. Would you like to go? And we went and it was Awesome. And it just made me think about our last episode. And it reminded me that I never um, came back with that little blurb that calm.com and the calm app is free to educators. So we didn't get to say that or we didn't remember to say that in the last episode. So for all you educators out there, go get your calm accounts and um, you can take care of your class and be mindful with them. So I practiced an hour of yoga today and my knee hurts. So. I don't know. It's been hurting. It's been affecting my running, but um, it was exacerbated by some of the stretching I did today. I'm super excited that I took my first yoga class. So I took something that we did last week or last time and applied it to you this time.
2: That's really cool.
1: It is very cool.
0: Yeah.
2: That's going to do it for this episode of Podcast PD. We hope you enjoyed the content. This episode where we shared five things we got out of our PD this year. And this is part one of a multi-part series. Next time out, we're going to share five things we want from our PD in the coming year. And that's going to be a lot of fun. In terms of feedback, hey, you guys didn't send anything to us since the last episode. So that makes us a little bit sad. So please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback or reach out to us on Twitter, either to the three of us, or you can connect with the show on Twitter at podcastpd. We're also on the Instagram, at Podcast PD. If you'd like to be a part of our growing Facebook community, you can go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook, and that will connect you with us. You can connect with me. I am Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I would also love it if you checked out the House of Ed Tech at chrisnessy.com. Stacey? Uh,
0: you can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Irun Tech. And you can read some of my ramblings on my blog, which is irantech.me.
1: And feel free to connect with me on Twitter at ajbianco. Uh, same thing for Instagram. And check out my blog at uh, ajbianco.me as I have some posts coming. And I guess now the challenge is out there for the 10 books in 10 weeks. I guess you'll be seeing my vlog. So check it out.
2: Yeah, hashtag 10b10w. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Please so the next no.
2: episode, the next episode will come out on June 7th, 2017. And one last request. And if you do nothing else after listening to this episode, tell somebody else about Podcast PD. Send them to podcastpd.com. dot com. Tell them what you're getting out of the show and share the love of this podcast. That's the best thing you can do to help us grow what we're trying to do here every two weeks. So thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. See you next time, everybody.